Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here in Nerdy Northerners where we discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss out on. All the highlights, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PC, you name it, we're going to discuss it at some point in time. So, as always, I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Danny and Wes. How are you guys? Hey guys, doing good. How about you guys? How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good, and... uh I was just mentioning before we got live here, it's been a pretty busy week in the gaming world. There's a lot going on, and we're going to be diving right into this. You guys ready for that? Let's do it. Yep. So one of the first things uh, I wanted to talk about was <laughs> the fact that there's a brand new Twitch star out there. And for those of you who uh, have not, are not aware of this, there's a, a Twitch streamer by the name of uh, Gref G, uh, or the Gref G. He has since gone and completely crushed the former record set on Twitch by Ninja, which was around 635,000 concurrent viewers, which means people that are viewing at the same time. So that was the old record. The new record is 2.4 million that has now been set by the Gref G, and this was due to an unveiling of his that uh, alongside in Fortnite. Fortnite has a club where the top tw uh, content creators, they'll sometimes have some stuff made after them. There's no difference here, and that's exactly what happened, where the Gref G had some, uh, a skin, a, uh, it was like a backpack, and a uh, tool, or like a, a pickaxe made in a controller shape that likely has to do with uh, some, you know, some common imagery of his or you know, an icon. But it was during this that he hit 2.4 million people at once shattering ninjas i i just, I, I really want to talk about that first because i was just astounded by the former being six hundred thirty-five thousand, and now it's 2.4 million danny what are your thoughts on that huge drastic difference and that, that's a massive difference where, where, where i want to lead you with this is kind of the big deal about this is that twitch has for you know kind of Maybe in just people's minds had this concept of you know, only English-speaking people can perform well on Twitch. Well, this completely breaks that barrier down because the Gref G is a Spanish-speaking uh, streamer. So, sorry, continue there, Denny. I was gonna say, you know, we we've seen a, a big shift, uh, especially in like South America and most of Europe, uh, and even Japan now, uh, like uh, the uh, Asian markets and stuff like that. Uh, we're seeing uh, games on the rise, right? We we knew that after a certain point in our in the past uh, fifteen to twenty years, uh, games have become more popular. More people are playing it. More people are watching us play the games for them. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it it's it's shocking to see this amount of of people really interested in watching other people play games. Um, and it's it's great to see that type of um, that type of feedback, right? We, we're all trying to to get ourselves uh, into that position uh, and having those amount of viewers. It, it would be really, really, really cool uh, to see more of that. So congratulations to him for surpassing Ninja on that since Ninja was one of the household names. A, a huge household name. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of the Gref G there, Wes? Uh, I hadn't heard of him until uh, I think he hit like 900,000 viewers that night. Um, and it just, I, I like, I don't watch Fortnite or anything like that. I, I do watch a fair bit of, of Twitch, but uh, yeah, like I, I, it was crossing my like Twitter timelines and that sort of thing where I was mm -hmm. just seeing like these updates.
notes of like he's hit this he's hit this he's hit this and i'm like jesus christ like and and so much of it just seemed to keep snowballing like yeah like at a certain point i thought about tuning in just to see what all the fuss is about like, what's going on like that that has this this kind of thing going i've um yeah so i mean it, i, I want to reiter reiterate what what danny said like congratulations mm. to him on that like that's amazing um you know like to not just break the record but shatter it like that is is just amazing um and yeah i mean it, it gaming is is such a such a big thing and fortnite itself is such a phenomenon like it is today's world of warcraft it is you know like the game that you you just didn't see coming you thought would be kind of okay because it was sort of picking up on the the coattails of of those uh, like a, like a, the battle royale thing and just just doing it amazingly well and just taking off like that so that's that's it's just an amazing thing to see yeah you, you kind of highlighted there uh, a little bit when you mentioned you you kind of wanted to come in and see what the fuss was about i wonder and I mean, I think it's kind of more an obvious thing that there was a uh, how big of a snowball in effect there was when that number hit nine hundred thousand, hit one million. How many people were like, I, "I've got to see what the hell is going on here." Like this is crazy, you know. It's I, I, especially in a world-breaking moment when something's happening that's never been done before. You there's certainly a lot of people that want to jump on and be a part of that moment. And at two point four mil, that is that is a lot of people to be watching one stream. That's that's a lot, but Twitch is uh, Twitch has a lot of people. It goes to show, and especially with a lot of the, the former people that went over to Mixer coming back, like Ninja, it's brought back all those people to come back. So, Twitch still has a a good base of uh, good base of viewership. Still, they're still contending, still contending. But let's move on here. Um, I, f I found this one kind of interesting, and this is kind of something I want to pick with you, Wes. Uh, Riot and Bungie have filed a lawsuit against a cheat making company um this company is uh they're called gator cheats and uh this complaint has been filed in the central district uh of california this court it got filed on january 8th and basically it just has to do with the fact that gator cheats goes and makes uh, hacks for both valorant and destiny 2 and these two companies riot and bungie have decided to team together to go after them now Kind of thing I pose for you is, you know, this is not something that's common in the industry where two companies pit together against one sheet maker. But as a developer and and knowing kind of the you know what goes into making games fair for everybody, and I, I I'm not certain how much uh, you deal with, you know, the the other side of that, like the hacking side. But I'm not sure if you can share any insights. Uh, I mean, I I can't get into a whole lot of specifics no. um but i can speak from the standpoint of like this is a fairly common thing uh to not so much in the like two developers teaming up kind of thing mm -hmm. but developers are are often very aware when people are cheating when weird things are happening uh and especially when it's a tool assisted thing as it sounds like in this sort of sort of instance that yeah like they're they're going to crack down on this especially in the more competitive environments um, or in like the free to play sort of thing where, you know, it's free to get in the door. If you walk in the door and it's just a complete shit show in terms of hackers, in terms of cheaters and that sort of thing, you're just going to turn around and leave, you know, and, and you're not out any money. What is a tool uh, assistant? 
What do you mean by that? Uh, just things that things that are that are going to be auto aiming for you, uh, that sort of deal. Um, okay. Where you're not having to move the mouse, it just locks on, guys. Um, yeah. So it's it, you know th there's other options as well. I mean, you could be spoofing packets going in and out of your your network, that sort of deal. That's that's more server security side, but you know it's stuff that you want to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not uncommon to for for developers to kind of catch cheaters, and most of the time it'll just be quietly banning that sort of thing. But if it's a if it's a bigger thing that that companies are trying to sell something, trying to to make a profit off of this, and subverting your your own terms of service and that sort of thing, that's something you got to make an example of so that it discourages other people from doing that same sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a public lynching, you know, they, they really gunned them down. And apparently in this case, the Gator Cheats site was already taken down, but both Bungie and Riot believe that the people behind the website are still selling, uh, are still offering this cheat on the side in private. So that's, that's where a lot of this comes down. So Danny, being a huge lover of video games that you are, how glad are you that video game companies go and tackle these cheaters or do you find that there maybe is a spot for cheating in the gaming community but maybe has to be monitored in some way i i think it really depends on what we're classifying as cheating um like yeah using using codes to to get ahead and be like wes was saying locking on to an enemy when you're when you're playing a first person shooter um especially with the mouse yeah that's that's pretty much cheating but uh, a lot of people have a different idea of what cheating is, uh, and you know, we there's a lot of players out there who are actually really, really talented, and they they're good at what they do. And then you get the ones that are, like I said, using cheat codes and and advancing their game, uh, even though it's it's affecting everybody else. Uh, I don't agree. Like I, I I like to see that these companies are kind of you know uh, taking some force into that. Uh, because like Wes was saying, eventually you're going to get into a game uh, that you say, you know, I'm just going to use Overwatch as a reference. Uh, and, you know, say we're playing Overwatch and, you know, things are going decent and you get into a game where you're just constantly dying every second because of people using cheat codes and stuff. I'm not going to be playing it anymore. I'm just going to leave and basically shut down. That's going to affect the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, I, I think more companies need to be out there they need to, to they, i think they need to take care of the people if they're not going to play the game fairly uh just suspend their account or you know do something uh to the point where they they can't uh you know affect a person's game so i, I agree 100 percent. yes take some legal action get them off the servers uh so like that the game is fun and everybody can play it's fair for everyone and Wes, I'm going to throw it to you real quick, uh, the, the same question. Do you think that there is a place for cheating in the gaming industry? Or you know, does it deserve its own subsect, is that like mods, or should it just be targeted and killed on site? So I, I think that sort of thing, I, I, I start to fall more within what, what Danny was saying initially with just the, like, we need to sort of quantify what we're talking about when we say cheating in that mm -hmm. situation. I've always been a big fan of, hey, you want to punish people, group them together. You know, like if you're dealing with people who rage quit, you know, in, in a competitive environment, well, they only get to be matched up with other rage quitters. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, let them deal with each other. You know, don't don't ruin my fun. They can ruin each other's fun all they want. That, that I'm kind of okay with. 
um you know and and obviously uh a lot of this stuff needs to be done uh very prudently it can't just be done off the cuff um you need to you need to make sure when you're when you're doing these things um it, it, it this actually reminds me of um Bungie did one of my favorite uh instances of like a mass banning where they banned a bunch of people for cheating and a bunch of people decided to take to social media and say well i just got banned for no reason i didn't do anything and bungie banned banned me from halo i can't play halo anymore and i paid for this game and i didn't do anything so after a, a bunch of complaints uh bungie said okay um here's what we're gonna do uh and i think it was actually a suspension at that point it wasn't a, a full banning mm -hmm. Uh, Bungie basically put out a statement and said, okay, if you feel you've been wrongly suspended, contact us and we are going to pull your case specifically. We are going to go you know, in, into excruciating detail into all of your play data and make sure that what we've done is, is correct. But if we are right, if you were actually cheating and we've gone to this effort to pull this stuff and you already knew you were cheating, we're going to ban you outright. Yeah. And the general response was, I, maybe the suspension's not so bad. I'll just take the suspension. It'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. They, they knew. <laughs> yeah. Of course they know. Like, the, the, a lot of times you're not cheating by accident. Um, there are, there certainly are instances where people are going to reporting report people for cheating. Uh, we've, I've certainly read reports of people playing overwatch, people playing uh PUBG who are just so incredibly good at the game yep. that they have been, uh, you know, reported and, and in some instances punished for this stuff. Um, but oftentimes it's, it's a case of, they just make their case of, Hey, look, I, I'm actually this good, yeah. And and that's it. <coughs> that's all you can do. No, hundred percent. I had a buddy back in the old days. You're playing COD. He had a, had a trigger finger with a single fire or single bullet fire weapon, and he'd almost make it sound like it was a machine gun and fire off like a machine gun. But he would just roll his fingers on the uh, on the button, and yeah, I, I sat I, I sat beside him. I did everything. I gave him my controller. Like no, like. He was just, but you know, everybody would say he was a cheater. Anyways, we gotta move on. Um, speaking of uh, kind of cheaters and and whatnot, there's a big hack at Capcom uh, a few months ago, and now the damage is kind of coming to light as to what exactly happened and transpired. Uh, the current update right now is sitting that there's over sixteen thousand people that have had their personal information stolen, and. Uh, a maximum of up to 390,000. So it confirmed 16,415, which is to me incredible that they can narrow it down to exactly you know, how many people. Um, but a, a maximum of 390,000 people in this huge, huge breach at Capcom where they were attacked in a ransomware and uh, it did not go well, obviously. Um, Danny, we're gonna throw it over to you, being a, uh, you know, a uh, fan, you know, Capcom fan. And how, how do you how do you feel about this? If let's say that information may have been yours. Well, see, we went through that already with uh, with Sony and uh, with Microsoft. I think had that happened to them too a while back. Uh, it sucks, uh, which is why uh, uh, for me, like 
I always buy. I, I don't have my credit card information tied to anything of mine. Uh, basically, if I want to buy something, either I'll use my PayPal uh, because that sometimes is a little more secure. Not the greatest, but it's a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, that's why those prepaid cards are out there. Uh, and that's what I always buy. If I'm looking for something to purchase on on the eShop or on the PSN, whatever, uh, I, I, I go to the store and I pick up one of those, you know, 25, 50, whatever uh, cards, and I put my money in. That way, nothing gets stolen. You don't have to worry about nothing. They get your information. It's not like uh, you had money on there. There's nothing that they can take out of your, your bank account. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, see... I've got, I don't know if it's a, a, a like an, a phobia kind of thing, but I have always stayed away from that because of that. Uh, it's just, it's a safer thing for me, and I, I don't think I ever go back now. It makes sense. Try and keep all your information tucked in, pulled in. Wes, mm-hmm. how do you feel about, uh, about this hack and kind of, you know, for any company to be hacked in that situation? Uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunately kind of part of the the territory it seems um a lot of security measures are reactive rather than proactive um because it's so hard to stay one step ahead um and and security loopholes are easy to create um in in code without even realizing it uh so i mean the the recommendation that i always have is make sure that your passwords are secure um use password management software and use different passwords for each service that you that you use um you know don't reuse passwords for anything especially things like email and that kind of thing um and there's uh, also services out there that you can check to see if you've uh, been reported in any of these any of these breaches as well and you can actually look it up and see where your your email got out there uh and then just make sure you're you're you know you're rotating those those passwords around so that no one can get them ideally the the passwords are at least being stored in a in an encrypted format hopefully um Mm -hmm. but that's not always a guarantee uh at least if it's encrypted then you know a brute force method of kind of breaking that encryption is uh impossible for all extents and purposes Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I it, just make sure that, you know, you're keeping your stuff secure. Um, that's about the best thing you can do. Turn on two factor authentication if you can on whatever services you have. Oh, yeah. Got to keep yourself safe in this digital world. We find ourselves even more and more diving into, especially with the different restrictions and the world lockdowns going on. We're, our information's out there, so do our best to keep it, keep it hidden, and keep it tucked away. Gonna do a uh, a quick one here um, with you guys. Nintendo revealed a new Nintendo Switch console, um, and it's a Mario Red and Blue Nintendo Switch console. And I don't know about you guys, but I think it's kind of ugly. Now, Danny, I think you're going to hate me for this, so I'm going to throw it to your way first. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I personally think it's a little bit ugly. Um, yeah, go ahead, Danny. Uh, well, I can understand why they did it, because of the 35th anniversary. I'm not going to lie, like, the uh, the only part that I actually really like it is that the console itself, like, the part that, of course, uh, with all of our consoles is black besides the Joy-Cons. Uh, I like I like the red for myself. I think that looks amazing. Uh, 
the two Joy-Cons and the way the good thing is you can always switch them up, right? So if I was to buy the console for myself, which I probably won't because I already have three of them, uh, is I would switch up the controllers, maybe have it just all be red kind of thing. Um, it, it's a great idea for people totally. who are collecting and, you know, it's it's going to make a fortune like the Animal Crossing one did, which is why they re-released the Animal Crossing one later on. Um, you know, these consoles, they, they sell. They, they it, The Switch right now is, is like the sure fire ticket. Uh, and, you know, I know for the 35th anniversary of Mario, they really want to, to push that. And it's cool. But uh, like I said, everything is good about it, except for those Joy-Cons, which can always be changed up. I, I like to see color on my systems. So if I didn't have a Switch, yeah, I'd probably pick that up. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know what? I would have almost preferred a Luigi console. I hope that comes out. An like, all green one? The green would have looked so much better with the blue. The, I, I don't like red and blue. As, yeah, they don't as, match. Do no, I, I find them conflicting colors, not like you know mutual colors. Like Red and yellow looks fine, but red and blue? No. Green and blue looks better. I don't know. That's just, yeah, I don't know. Wes, any thoughts on that? I just get the basic ass console. Like I, I don't think I've ever gotten a, any of the the different colors or different special editions or anything like that. Ever. I agree. This this I under no no not once. Yeah, I love uh, it. I, I love specials. I you know what I think I think they're cool, but every time it's been one for like for a franchise that I really like, it's just not looked great. Um, mm-hmm. And I like I get why you know you do of course you do a Mario Switch but it it's fucking ugly yeah <laughs> I don't want to look at it <laughs> I, I I almost feel some white bad in enough I gotta look at the fucking PS5 there that thing's fucking awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah fuck yeah. I hate that thing it's it's the uh, it's the modem box buddy yeah oh, oh just a little bit I I yeah I it looks like a robot vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty gigantic. That's the one thing. It's like it it's doesn't really fit anywhere. Huge. It's huge. Oh, it's, yeah, it doesn't I, fit anywhere. And you know what? I, the PS5 is great. You know, I okay, the UI could be better, but like the system itself is is good. It's just man, that thing is ugly, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I, speaking of that slim one, speaking of ugly here, I don't know if you guys saw Xbox Canada reveals a one of a kind Canadian tuxedo controller. No, I haven't seen that. I thought this was the stupidest thing. This is a little bit, just about halfway up on our list. I just figured, well, might as well kill two birds, one stone, talking about ugly ducklings. Um, This one hits it on the head right here, in my opinion. And and where did this fad come in of Canadians wearing denim? I thought that we wear a lot of uh, plaid. Where, where, Where did denim come in? I thought denim was like a Texan thing, cowboy thing. Usually but, that's what it would be classified as. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, no, I've heard of the Canadian tuxedo. You wear jeans and the jean jacket, the jean shirt. Yeah, see, I mean, like, heard I, that? I've heard of it. I just don't. Yeah. It, it, it's. Oh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's the Canadian tuxedo. I, but, like, it's. Uh, I thought we wear plaid. Like, are we not, like, lumberjacks? Is that not the thing? Like, where did it? We're, yeah, we're, we're also big on, on the flannel. Yeah. Flannel plaid, that's that's yeah. denim, right? Yeah, I guess it's, it's all the same thing. That is one uh, really ugly controller. Yeah, I mean, thankfully that is the only one. 
Like, it has pockets, so I'm sure Alicia would really like it, but I mean... <laughs> Alicia, yeah. my wife likes things with pockets because she finds that women's clothing never has pockets, so... <laughs> she might be like, oh, hey, look. No, my wife got really <laughs> excited when she bought a dress with pockets. Right? 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 Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't blame her. I, I, I bought my wife a sweater that had pockets, and she was like, yes! And I was like, alright, alright. Pockets, they're great. You guys should uh, look into getting, getting more. <laughs> this controller has two, so I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty ugly. Ugly, ugly duckling there. But anyways, moving on to our next uh, bigger topic, something that we'll actually chew into here. There's a new Indiana Jones game, one that is coming out and being made by Bethesda and Lucasfilm Games. Lucasfilm Games, obviously we talked about them last week. It is the newly reformed company under Disney that is going to be holding all of the Star Wars titles. Apparently, Indiana Jones as well. It's, uh, something I forgot to bring up last week. But uh, yeah, brand new game. A uh, Indiana Jones game in the work over at Bethesda. And I, I, I've got to say, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Don't know if it's really something I'll, I'll dive into. I've got to see more on it. I'm, I'm going to have to see a whole lot more than the, just the teaser they released. The teaser looks cool enough. Obviously, it's going to be an exploration game. Now, the only thing that I may or may not be interested in is if they take it down a route the same way they did uh, with Tomb Raider mm -hmm. and kind of like reboot the series and do it that way. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. What do you think, Wes? I was kind of expecting it to be Uncharted. Ooh, Uncharted. Okay, yep. Which, I mean, Uncharted pulls from Indiana Jones, so why not Indiana Jones? from uncharted yeah mm -hmm. also it's nice to see uh machine gun games continuing their legacy of beating up nazis and as the developers of the wolfenstein games i appreciate yeah. their their commitment to that theme yeah hey you uh, know what? we'll take down some more nazis yeah the the only thing that it, it like it, it was a cool thing to see the only thing that really kind of stuck out to me was that they they tweeted out the the trailer and the teaser or whatever and then immediately followed that up with another tweet that said we're a long ways off from talking about this more but we're just so excited we we just wanted to let you guys know what we're working on and i'm like we had just talked about how cyberpunk was announced eight years ago and probably shouldn't have been you guys at bethesda you guys have announced two other games two years ago that we haven't seen I nor hair of since. Yep. Yeah. And now you're announcing another one. When and that's that maybe is coming out before these ones. I don't know when this is coming out, but a long time from now. And there's a concern but, too because this is being executively produced by Todd Howard, who obviously is the big yeah. head behind the Elder Scrolls Six being made, and it's sure, been and how many Starfield years? Field as well. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, when when are these games coming out? There can only be so many meals that the cook is cooking in the kitchen before things start to get messy. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what? At I the same time, though, I've seen Machine Gun finish their work with Wolfenstein, but it may not be whatever. done there. Maybe they'll go back. Yeah. So, you know, you know what? I almost kind of feel that maybe they need a bit of a break from the sure. Wolfenstein yeah. games. Like, I, I kind of feel that the last one, the New Colossus, the sales weren't there for it. Like it just it didn't sell as well as I'd seen some of the other Wolfenstein's. I think people are just you know it's almost like Assassin's Creed. I just I need a break from from Cliff. Bl uh, what was his name? Cliff Blowitz. 
Oh, hey. uh, BJ Blazkowicz. BJ Blazkowicz. I thought you were trying to say Cliff Blazinski for a second. I was. Yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny, what do you think about this Indiana Jones game being made? Something you might give a crack? Uh, yeah, because I, I love the Indiana Jones movies. Oh. And it, yeah, and if like Wes was saying, and if it takes uh, some ideas off of the Uncharted games, I'm all in for that because I love Uncharted. Um. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see what it is. I, I've noticed that this, uh, over this, we're not, I really can't call this a year yet, but, you know, we, from this current moment of the year and last year, we've got a lot of announcements of games that are based off of movie properties. Uh, Evil Dead, which I'm super excited for, this, uh, and a few other projects that are still kind of in the uh, in the works. But uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, these games are good. I, I want to see a return to... Uh, movie games and TV show games being made, just made good, not like the classic NES not like days. They have where it's, been in the yeah, past. yeah, you know, I, I actually want to see something good happen because I, I, there's a lot of good movies out there, a lot of good TV shows that make great games. You just need to have the right people doing those games, and then you know, if Bethesda doesn't screw shit up and do the same thing that's that's happened with Cyberpunk. Uh, you know, we'll be good. If it turns out like Cyberpunk, my God, somebody, you know, needs to <laughs> needs to take over and run the place properly. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, we don't know nothing about this. We don't know when it's coming. Uh, we got our teaser and uh, it could be, you know, five, six, you know, ten years later. Who knows? Or it could be canceled. We really don't know. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a shame of announcing games too early and you know letting that happen and kind of i'm gonna get to another title and and, and transition this a little bit better but i do want to take a second here did forget to read a couple comments in our our twitch chat so i want to go back and uh highlight a few of those so when we were talking about the pockets and uh and such all right first gonna go back to the denim on denim jody may 90 said uh it's denim on denim that's canadian probably more from the 80s which makes sense that i would have that yeah Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had a jean jacket when I was a kid. I did too. Yeah, Me but too. just like it was the coolest fucking thing. I thought everybody wore that. It was just a Canadian thing, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm a Canadian. I grew up in Canada. Jean jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, everyone is in agreement with pockets being a huge deal. Uh, I play naked seven seven seven. Uh, says uh, women's clothes don't have pockets on them. I have no idea why, but. Women are always complaining about it, so yes, pockets are a big deal. Yeah, the big thumbs up there, and then Bailey Six says pockets are a huge deal, which kind of kind of unanimous there. I think that uh, need more pockets I, on women's clothing. I, I just need two, and I'm good to go. That's it. You just need one for the one for the phone, one for a wallet, and I'm good to go. For, sorry for what again? For my cell phone and my wallet. Oh. And that's it. <laughs> okay, I was like, I was like, wait, what? All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, tell me later. Moving on here, we uh, so the one game I was kind of referencing um, that I was going to lead into. This game just got delayed. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed in the 2022, and of course, the very first thing that kind of highlights it is that they want to take more time on it because they want you know the game needs the time, and they want to make sure that they take the proper time for this game as if there's a game that came out that didn't do that or something everybody's all of a sudden like hey we need to properly take care of our games and make games that hey, we've made sure it's it's ready 
Uh, what was that Water big concept. game? What was that big game that came out in November? It took like eight years to be developed and still wasn't ready. And and you know what? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sideswipe this over because. I don't think it's too much to talk about the Hogwarts, but I want to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 on this too. And uh, I, I've recently read in reports that as far as in, as far as back in 2016 is when they just began the development or, or the serious development began. And there's devs that are saying that they didn't expect the game to be ready until 2022. Which makes sense, actually, for... You know, or, or at least, you know what, I give it maybe another six months to, yeah, six months a year. That, that bit of 2022. So, yeah, I don't know. It uh, seems about right. Yeah, I mean. And looking at their current roadmap, seems about right. Yeah, it's the, the PlayStation 5 Xbox also, Series updates are not even coming until later in the second quarter the I think. End of the year. Oh, it's end of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't they haven't put a date on it, but like it it looks like it's going to be later in the year. Which is crazy. Uh, also fu- fuck that the was it the CEO or the president who was basically threw QA under the bus for the whole fucking thing said management takes full responsibility. Also QA didn't find any of these bugs. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just ruined my chances of ever working. <laughs> fuck that guy. You know what? <laughs> Their QA must have only been playing the PC version. No, yeah, they didn't. I mean, they didn't find like, those bugs. You guys are probably like, yeah, we fucking told you. Oh, uh, that too, Multiple right? Multiple times. That too. Look oh, at the I'm fucking sad. bug list, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what bugs? This? You know what? That's just uh, that's not a bug. That's not a bug. This looks great. No bugs. Yeah, known shippable. No, hey. yeah. It uh, game looks like it's running on an N64. That's fucking fine. It's it's sad. You know it's. It's sad that more is coming out and it just is not painting any better of a picture. And I actually saw, for those of you out there that want to go possibly pick up a copy of Cyberpunk 2077, look no awesome. further than Best Buy or Amazon. It's on sale twenty nine ninety nine right now. Or American thirty nine ninety nine Canadian, I think. Yep. Uh, it's stupid on sale right now. It's it's nuts on sale. Go pick go pick up a copy. You'll want to. Uh, it's going to be a good game eventually. <laughs> You know what? I would say I would say do for the fact that all of those developers, yeah, buy it on PC. Don't buy it on console. Go buy it on PC. Console version. But if you are planning on buying a console version, my condolences. (laughs) They're probably like you know they they open up the truck and there's like you know two hundred three hundred boxes full of of cyberpunk. It's like we got to sell these copies. Give it to everybody. I don't know. I, I think okay. even with the updates, it's it. I think it's already affected, and that's why we're getting these uh, these other companies. Like they, they screwed up so badly with Cyberpunk and, and their decision to release a, a dead bug ridden game uh, that now all the other companies are going to use it as like a, a, a jump off spear and be like, you know what? Let's not release our game because it could end up like Cyberpunk. Let's wait, you know, year or two years. It's that game basically became the et of our generation very much i wouldn't say the et of our generation it's not see the the, the, the difference between cyberpunk and et is et was a bad game yeah. cyberpunk et is really bad it's a bad trying to go home buddy it's a bad <laughs> glitchy game but the core yeah. of the game i would say it's, it's still good so i i think we're gonna see 
a bit of a no man's sky on this. It's just, this is going to leave a bad taste in the mouths of people for a long time. And it's not just going to affect Cyberpunk. It's going to affect every major new release. They're going to be scrutinized to hell. And you know what? It's good because it had to be. It just kind of sucks as somebody, especially, I, I was tired of CD Projekt Red the whole time. I said, man, I love CD Projekt Red. I love what they're doing. Giving away free DLC like The Witcher 3. Giving away 27 downloadable pieces of DLC free. Cool. Was it like big stuff? No. Was it like hairstyles, clothing, and a couple little quests? Yeah, but it was free. So that's pretty cool. And I was like, you know what? Nobody else is doing that. So kudos. You know, or not too many other people are doing that. I shouldn't say nobody. Not too many people are doing that. So sad sad to see that, you know, them fall from grace like that. And it's going to take a long time to build that consumer confidence back up. And that's something that takes a long time. I know we talked about that. I think it was last week. How. As a gaming company, you know, you, you building up that repertoire, like you know, like I was talking about Rockstar. And speaking of Rockstar, uh, let's actually move over to them because Rockstar is a company that I fucking love, <laughs> and uh, they make good games. They they put the time, they put the dedication into their games, and even if you don't like the genre of the games that they make, you can't deny the time and effort they put in, and just how good those games look. But a new patent has been filed by Take-Two Interactive, and it's detailing a new uh, development system that they have for managing NPCs' navigation, specifically with roads and the behavior that they'll have on the roads. Um, this was filed back in October 2020, but was just kind of found out now by Reddit users. And, um, yeah, basically, it looks like it's... Something to do with the driving mechanics, a brand new behavioral system, and I think this means that we're getting close to GTA 6. How far we're off, I'm not sure. Maybe, Wes, you can shed a highlight on something like, you know, when something goes for a patent and, and, and when it kind of gets used. I don't know if that's something you can share. I mean, it's it's interesting to see it from what would... I mean, my understanding here was that it would be more of just a algorithmic side rather than like a full-on piece of hardware or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is something that they plan on licensing out at some point with just how many uh, open-world games there are set in like a more modern setting that would have cars and boats and that sort of thing. What are they? They specifically reference where did i just cars boats and drivers um so i mean that that covers a lot of current open world games mm -hmm. um so i mean it's it's interesting i i you know it's it's nice to hear that there might be an update to that traffic stuff traffic ai is not easy um it's it can kind of be all over the place but uh um and, you know, I, I know I've had my issues where I yell at the traffic in GTA because it's fucking stupid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, nice to see that, you know, there, there's there's something in the works to improve that. Obviously, they're working on GTA 6. I, that, you know, is, is not, you know, probably the worst kept secret in all of games. They're, they're making the game that you think they're making because those are the games they make. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect that we'll see it anytime soon. No. But, you know, nice nice to see something that would probably go to work towards that. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm definitely thinking for a GTA 6 2022 2023 at this point in time. But uh yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you start considering like pandemic and that change in in work and uh, and that like a lot of stuff's been pushed back and I imagine this is kind of the same way. Yeah. M- more or less. Danny, what what do you think about this? There is a interesting thing here kind of leading towards Wes and, and agreeing with you in that the, the patent application is entitled System and Method for Virtual Navigation in a Gaming Environment. So it's not even like a specific thing for them. It's just like a general, legitimate, as it says, system and method. So yeah. it, it could be something that they do go and license out to certain games. And I know, I'll say this, I the the... The AI in the Rockstar driving games is sometimes questionable, like in L.A. Noir, uh, Grand Theft Auto, obviously. Um, some of the moves they make, you know, you're going down the middle of the road, and instead of curling off to the right side, they go right in front of you. And it's like, that is the stupidest. At the same time, though, there's very few other games out there that do city driving of that sort that actually do it well. Um, Watch Dogs at Ubisoft kind of, to me, they, it, does not, it does not even come close. Um, huge difference. So, it could be something that we'll see more. Oh, hopefully it will be. But, Danny, what, what do you think? Yeah, like, um, well, one thing I, I, that Wes was talking about is, like, the pandemic and how uh, that affects the games and, and the stuff that's happening all around the world. Um, but I, I'm just trying to remember. When Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, it came out the year the 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 second year the PS4 came out did it not? From my recollection, I think it did. Grand Theft Auto. GTA. Which yeah. One? Grand Theft Auto the... Five came out 360 PS3. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Before it came out. Consoles were <coughs> yeah, seven years ago. Eight, oh, almost so eight years ago now. Yeah. So for the PS4, it was just re-released then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and PS5. Like, PS5 is going to be the third console yeah. for that game. Okay, okay, that makes more sense now. PlayStation yeah, 2 got three PlayStation, uh, three Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, three... Well, Grand yeah, Theft Auto three, 5 gets three Playstations. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think... <clears throat> I, I agree. I think it's going to be a while. Uh, for some reason, I really thought that 4 came out uh, for the PS4 originally. Sure. Uh, I forgot it came out for PS3. But yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a while before we see anything like that. This this uh this last year and the current year we're on is nothing's really gonna change at least for for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. God I hope it doesn't. But I hope it uh gets back to normal sometime soon. But like all that stuff is gonna be delayed. I and I agree with you, Jake. We're not gonna see it until next year next year or the year after that, or hell, who knows the year after that depending on how long this pandemic goes on for. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, to be honest with you. There's really nothing to say because we don't know how long this is going to be affecting us for. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, and, I mean, uh, the, the model numbers do not look good. But no. got a couple more things here to round out our night. Going to go through... Uh, I'm going to do... Uh, one quick one here. Uh, Battle.net has had a major overhaul for the first time in eight years. So for those of us out there who remember Battle.net and for what Battle.net was, it was replaced by Blizzard Battle. Or 
they tried getting rid Blizzard tried getting rid of Battle.net a couple years ago. And then they reverted course and named it Blizzard Battle.net. Now the logo, however however, to Battle.net was long lost in all of this and it has now since made a return. So for those longtime Blizzard fans out there, if you go upload your, or update your Battle.net launcher, uh, your Blizzard Battle.net launcher, you will find that there is a new updated logo in it. The Battle.net logo is back. Small, it's minor, but for those of us out there that like Blizzard, it's a little bit of a, a yay. Um, so I, I, I was the one quick one I just wanted to read off here. Now, I'm going to... Daniel, almost gonna, the next 10 minutes is almost going to be be your floor here. And uh, for the first one I'm going to start with is New Pokemon Snap has a release date, and it is coming out April 30th. Danny, hit me. I am so freaking excited. Pokemon Snap was my favorite N64 game. I play that shit like, like crazy. I play mm -hmm. that more than I did Stadium. Um, I, I'm absolutely so happy that it's coming out. Uh, and I, for a second, I thought it was just going to be a digital release, but it's being released physically and digitally, so I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, po I haven't been into a Pokemon game, uh, the the main franchise, I have to say. Like I, I purchased Sword, uh, I, I got onto it for a little bit, and then I dropped off. I'm so sick of the of the current uh, Pokemon games, the same style, uh, the same method. You, you're a kid, you wake up blah, 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 you get your Pokemon, go through your adventure. Uh, that worked the first, you know, eight, you know, the first six times. Uh, I've gotten so fed up of that. I, I love to see, uh, you know, these other games coming out. Like, Pokemon Snap, of course, is a sequel to the to the original one, Fan 64. Mm -hmm. But it's it's nice to see those spin-off games. Uh, I want to see more of that. I want them to get kind of get away from the main franchise, the main series, I should say, not franchise, the main series of them. Uh, give give us a break of that. Maybe come back to it like five years down the road or six years down the road, or at least come up with something a little bit different, like they did with the GameCube with Pokemon Coliseum and Gale of Darkness, which was a completely different Pokemon experience than everybody knew at that time. Um, <laughs> Bailey Six is ripping me apart here. Uh, I'm sorry, Bailey, but it's just true. Uh, for some reason, I like I I I just can't get into it anymore. I feel like every time I put one in. I play for a little bit and I get bored, but yeah, and everyone else is angry, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's just my opinion. Like I'm just saying is that for me, I must have been oversaturated with the market. Like I would play Pokemon. That was my game throughout all public school, high school. That was my recess game. I didn't give a shit what anybody else was doing on recess. I was in the corner somewhere playing Pokemon, uh, and you know I loved it. But since growing up and, and changing. Uh, I'm not playing it right. <laughs> I love Bailey's comments. You're just not playing uh, it right. Yeah, I'm just not playing it right. I don't know. Like I said, it could just be the the how everyone has that where you say you had stuff you liked to eat as a kid, and you eventually you change. You know your your tastes change throughout the year. That pretty much goes for me for for movies and games. There's a lot of games that I used to play that I don't care to play for now. Uh, COD being one of it, I just can't stand to play it anymore. Um, Pokemon, I, I, I try my best to play it. I, I purchased all of them. Uh, but for some reason, like I said, I, I just kind of like de-latch from them. Uh, if mm -hmm. there was a Pokemon uh, Soul, like uh, Pokemon Silver uh, and Gold uh, re-release, um, I'd probably be all over that. Um, 
which they're talking about there might be a pearl and a, and diamond uh, re re release. So we'll, I don't know what's going on with that one. But I'm super excited for Pokemon Snap. I'm just gonna go back before everyone rips me off. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited for Pokemon Snap. That that is my game of uh, the year so far. Well, there's a few games I should say. But yeah, I, like Pokemon Snap was was the shit, and I can't wait to play it. I'm definitely in the same boat. I'm looking forward to playing Pokemon Snap. Uh, or new Pokemon Snap. Really love the N64 version. I can't agree with you at all on your Pokemon comments, you <laughs> heathen! <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would. It's you and Bailey, I can see. Right? Oh, well, me, me Bailey, and our entire Saturday night show. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Oh, oh, no. I, I, I'm surprised Jody didn't jump on that too. Oh, she's probably sorry, in, Jody. She's, sorry, Bailey. She's grabbing the she's grabbing the pitchforks and the torches and. Where I go? Bailey. Yeah, it's time for action. I'm making off the talk. people crying right? here. Like, right? Me too. Oh, what, what, what do you think though, Wes, about po new Pokemon Snap? Something you're gonna give a whirl? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> At least he's I an am, honest guy. I am too Wes is old, old for Pokemon. There we go. Yeah, no, I don't. I, look, Pokemon came out. When did when? Okay, what was the first Pokemon game? Like yellow, ninety-eight, red, uh, red, sorry, red and blue, and green. Ninety-eight. Mm -hmm. I, I was eighteen years old. I was not interested in Pokemon. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to catch them all. No, no, I had my <laughs> eyes on girls. You didn't want to catch them all. Like, I was 18. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Picking up my Game Boy, I didn't touch that thing in, in years. At that you point, guys are killing me. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. No, I got yeah. No, I got. <laughs> I I was too old <clears throat> when I came around, so I just never played them. Uh, I have played. I guess it was Red uh, in an emulator, like four or five years ago. Um, it it was fine, I guess. But yeah, not. Uh, I'm I'm happy that people are excited about a about this coming back it seemed to be the one that everyone has wanted for for years so you know i'm I'm glad to see it come back for for people to play but yep not for me well not only do a lot of people want to play the new pokemon snap a lot of people want to be playing the nintendo switch because there's there's a couple of bonkers stats i want to share here and again danny i i i can tell you're He's starting to sit up straight. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is this is my prime time territory, and yes, it is good, sir." Yeah, because this is uh, my prime time. oh yeah, it is. Because right now, Nintendo Switch uh, has a couple things. So first off, they accounted for eighty-seven percent of all hardware sales in Japan in twenty twenty. Eighty-seven percent—that's huge. That mm -hmm. is an astronomically huge dollar, but not a huge uh, number. But not, not only that. Uh, it was the uh, the it was the second highest dollar sales in U.S. console history, and it went to the Nintendo Switch for selling console, you know, the most consoles, generating the highest dollar value. And the last time that happened was for another Nintendo console, almost twelve years ago, and that was for the Wii. Mm -hmm. That is just astronomically crazy. Crazy. Just, I, I, it's a good system. It it, yeah. it is a fantastic system. system. It is a very very I, good I, system. I came across a headline from like uh, April of 2016 or something like that, and it was uh, an opinion piece in some publication. It was it was 
just had not aged well as far as takes go. And it was like, the Switch is just not going to sell well. Like, they're like, it looks cool, but no one's going to buy this thing. It is just not going to be a success. And I was like, man, how many times do we need to get these stories coming out about Nintendo stuff? And it's just whatever they put out generally tends to be cool. They have had their missteps, the Mm -hmm. Virtual Boy and the Wii U and that kind of thing. But, like, man, when they nail it, fucking nail it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can see where they were going with the Wii U and what the Nintendo Switch is now. Yeah, I mean, and and the Wii U, I, like everyone within, like you know, any anyone who who plays a lot of games and follows the industry with with any kind of, it you know, it, closely anyway, um, we all saw the problem with it. Yeah, immediately, like we saw it coming, and when it didn't sell, we knew exactly why, and it you know it was unfortunate because the Wii U had some great games, which is why I think we've seen so many of them come to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Remastered, but, uh, redone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and it's, like I said, when Nintendo fucking nails it, they fucking nail it. Yeah, like, see, going back on what you were saying, Wes, about uh, about how, you know, the um, the piece that you read about the about the Switch and when it was coming out, that, that you know, falls upon the the bad times of like you were saying the virtual boy and the the wii u the wii u was pretty much a disaster for for nintendo not because of its games but because of the software uh sorry of, of the console itself not doing the greatest being named that name was probably stupidest idea uh, i can see why they did it since they did the you know the nes and the snes they want to, to do that with the wii and the wii u uh it just screwed up the marketing was trash yep um and you know that that's why these these uh people were were talking about how uh the switch was going to be uh, a disaster uh and to look at it now we're we're almost uh was it 3 4 years now into the switch and it's just it, it's it's a powerhouse like it honestly is it's the most affordable console you can get on the market right now uh that's not including the the Xbox Series X and the uh sorry the Xbox One and the PS4, uh, they're kind of still there, but not really as much as the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I got that right, right? Xbox Series X? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, thank you. I always get those ones mixed up. Uh, but, like, you know, that that is... Like you said, when Nintendo does a system, they do it right. They they really do it right. Um, and, you know, going with the, where I was going to go with the when Japan and stuff, uh, it's a portable console, which you know most of Japanese people are on the road, are on the buses and uh, out walking. Uh, maybe not right now in this pandemic, but you know they they try to get around. Um, but you know the PS5 is is very pricey over there, so we're not going to see a, a massive move on the PS5 on that side until there's mm-hmm. a price drop, uh, just because of the, of the economy and the way things are now. Uh, that's what I was reading on a report, which is why the Switch is so popular. It's the most affordable console. You yep. can take it anywhere with you. Uh, and, you know, it's everyone's playing it. There's great games on it. There's great games coming for it. And they're fun. Some haven't, yeah, they're fun. They're, they're, they're easy to play, uh, which is why, you know, you're seeing this massive market. Um, and, like, I posted a thing on our Discord, uh, not to, about the the Switch, but I posted about the the 3ds uh, uh family system of consoles like this is 
the original 3DS up to the 3DS XL or 3DS XL something something. That one, you know, there's there's so many that, but that console itself, being a handheld console, defeated all the Xbox consoles altogether in Japan. Mm-hmm. Which you know, we we got the point of, uh, and we've discussed it on our past shows of how you know uh, Western uh, systems and and consoles and stuff don't really work in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact uh, of that being too is that the 3DS was portable. The idea Nintendo had of making making this hybrid console, making it easier to play games on TV, transfer your games with you, you can take it anywhere. You don't need to you know cross save even though you can. Uh, you can you know you can just pop it off your uh, dock, take it with you, and you're good to go. And if Nintendo can keep the Steam going, they could uh, they could possibly have a whole bunch of more sales in the next year and a half if they keep making the great games for it. And all the records are set this year considering the fact that there were not many big major Switch releases too, which is, which is huge. But that wraps up our time for tonight, folks. That's another episode of Player to Player in the Wraps. It's always a great time spending time just shooting the shit, chatting games with you guys. So uh, thanks as always for, for being a part of this. Yeah, it was always, it's always fun, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Always a great time. Well, folks, don't forget that next Monday you can join us back here on our Twitch for another episode of Player to Player. We'll be discussing the weekly gaming news, and you can join in the conversation by commenting and sharing with us your thoughts as we discuss what's going on. And if you're uh, if you're watching us over on YouTube, don't forget that you can also take us on the road with you. You can follow us on your major uh, podcast sites, including Spotify. We're over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so anything that has a podcast. We should be over there. We're on there. Go find us. Go watch our uh, previous episodes and uh, kind of get a flavor for what we do. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, we're player to player, and you guys have a good night.